Good afternoon and welcome to this particular podcast on individual resilience and how that individual resilience is linked to pessimism, disappointment and optimism. And what we're trying to look at in this podcast is the impact uh, on an individual resilience that these items may have. An individual's resilience feeds directly into an organisation's resilience. And that is particularly important because both elements jointly must combine together to boost both the resilience of the organisation and the resilience of the individual. A resilient organisation must be built on resilient people and from resilient people. One concept cannot be divorced from another and that's something that we have to bear in mind. In this podcast we will focus not on the resilience of the organisation as a whole but on the resilience of individuals that make up that organisation, how they act, how we act and what we can and need to do ourselves to be more resilient. But let's start perhaps with a bit more of a negative issue. Let's start with with the negatives of pessimism and disappointment. How might these affect an individual's resilience or indeed our own resilience? Let's explore these concepts a bit further. Let's talk about pessimism, first of all. And that's something that I suffer from and something that we, you know, I need to fight against. No one, no one wants to work with a pessimist. No one wants to work with someone who does not believe that what they do will not have any impact on the success of an, of an organisation or an individual. And that's something that we must all bear in mind. So when we come with a pessimistic attitude to things, there's always a danger that we'll be rejected by people, that people will be turned off by us. So let's try and fight against pessimism. There must always be a belief that that we can actually change something by our actions, that something can be achieved, even though that something may not be what we initially thought it was going to be, it's something that we can do when we can actually achieve and act together to achieve that. Now, it might not be something that we thought we could initially achieve, but nevertheless, it's something we can do. There is a belief that things can be improved and we've got to believe in that. And as I've said before, pessimism, when we have a pessimism in a team or a board, it can devalue the resilience of that whole team and indeed impact negatively on the resilience of an organisation. A lot of bad talk will make us worse, and that will give a poor outcome for everybody in the resilient stakes. Being optimistic is a contrast to being pessimistic. But being optimistic does not mean, it means realistic. It does not being happy, it does not mean being happy clappy about everything it means translating things into reality into offering offering real realizable solutions to the challenges we face both at an individual and an organizational level 
In terms of individual resilience, it's critical. Pessimism is understandable, but in terms of disappointment, it happens to everybody, everyone, even the most successful people that you've ever met have been disappointed at some stage in their career or in their life. They've had to actually surmount disappointments, things that haven't gone quite as they thought they would go. Even the most successful people have experienced disappointments. We often hear of supposed overnight sensations, people who burst onto the scene in terms of management, in terms of board structure, and we seem to think that they've done it overnight. And quite often they haven't done it overnight. It's taken them a long time to re realise what they wanted to achieve. They've had to rise above challenges and still succeed. There is a danger of not moving on from disappointments and drifting into depressions. But we must be sure that in effect we will all suffer disappointments in our lives. And the trick is to rise above those disappointments and to move on. And sometimes that's a challenge. And it's a challenge that we quite often need the help of other professionals, be they psychologists, sociologists, etc., to move on from disappointments. Um, you know, in terms of these disappointments, it, it could be true. It, it, they can have a negative effect on us if we've had several disappointments in a row. But disappointments should be learnt from uh, and hopefully not repeated over time. I think we've also got to look at the fact that why are you disappointed? You know, why, why did things go wrong? Were your own aims and objectives wrong in the first place? Were they too optimistic? Were they unrealistic? And is that why you were disappointed? Not in the sense that the objectives were, were not achievable, but they were not really suited to your experiences or the um, objectives that you should be aiming for in your life and your work. Should we reassess our objectives and our aims? And then we can reassess our disappointments. This disappointment should be tackled and challenged and the Chinese say that if you fall down six times but rise up seven times, then you are a winner. But it's the rising up as well as the falling down that is uh, important and perhaps even more important that, than, than the previous entities there. It is our strategy to, to overcome disappointments. Uh, for disappointments in the... Uh, text of resilience in the context of resilience read read risks so risks can equal disappointments so for if we overcome disappointments we can, we can overcome the risks we face face both both as individuals and as organizations as well how we cope with disappointments um, will improve how we cope with risk if we can cope with disappointments well we can cope very well with risks, the risks that we face as individuals, the risks that we face as organisations or as individuals who take the turn of being part of an organisation. So we've got to try and learn to cope with those risks and disappointments and we'll get them on the way, but we need to try and rise up. 
and sometimes that can be difficult. So to be part of a resilient organisation, you need to learn to come to terms with disappointments and we've got to cultivate our own personal resilience. Um, and we've got to fall back on these two principles. But individual, individual resilience is just as important as the resilience of the organisation because in my view, you can't have one without another. So working on individual resilience is important, critical, and you may need, you probably will need the help of others, as I've mentioned previously, to help you get over the disappointment and the risks that you will face. So looking at the pessimism and the disappointments, they will happen. But if you overcome pessimism, you will have a better chance of overcoming the disappointments that you will face. And let's be honest about it. People face disappointments all the time. And even the most successful people, the most successful people that we know, have had disappointments. Bill Gates, for example, he invested monies in certain companies that, that failed. They didn't deliver in terms of Microsoft. The same as Steve Jobs at Apple. He invested in things. Some of them didn't go right. There were disappointments for him. But some of them did go right. So for many disappointments, there'll be quite a few big successes. And that's what we've got to aim for. So how does do the elements of disappointment and pessimism, how do they contrast with optimism? So how does optimism fit into the resilience equation, both at the individual and the organisational level? And that's what we've got to look at. Let's examine some of these factors here. Optimism focuses on solutions, not questions. We need a mindset when you're optimistic that offers solutions to problems and challenges that we face. Uh, 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 and that is how we should go forward. So some of the, some of the sort of principles of resilience uh, in, in terms of, op, of, of op, an optimistic approach are as follows. We shouldn't be asking questions. We should be looking for answers. We want to do it. We want it done right. We want it done now. We want it done properly and we want to just get on and do it uh, and those are the principles that we try to follow in terms of, of being optimistic and it's really important being optimistic because optimists in terms of the research that they that has been done on optimism it has been found that optimists are, are usually happier more successful live longer more relaxed and they have better results in their working and professional and personal lives than pessimists. So we've got to try and build on the optimistic traits in our character. And sometimes that isn't easy. Sometimes it's difficult to be optimistic. So let's say that being an optimist doesn't mean that you're a happy, clappy person who is always smiling about things. Optimists are realistic. They have realistic expectations, but it does mean that someone who has a positive attitude and believes problems can be solved by their own efforts and attainments is an optimist. Optimism is a difficult concept for me personally 
to, to grasp because I've actually been through a lot of, of disappointments in life uh, and so on. And so sometimes I'm a sort of half empty, glass half empty person rather than a glass half full person. But there are some important factors here. Optimism can be worked on and can be learnt as well. We always have a choice in terms of how we react to a situation. We can react positively, we can react negatively. And sometimes some situations force us down the negative route. We've got to try and move away from that and look at the positives and look at those positives and try and work on those positives. Yes, there are negative elements, but can we work on the positives? So what can, what can we do to be more optimistic, to give us a better view of life and of work? Well, first of all, we can note all the good things that we have experienced during the day, during the week, during the month, and during the year. Optimists bounce back better than pessimists. So in terms of resilience, a key concept of resilience is bouncing back. So can we bounce back to a new normal? If we are optimistic, it's easier for us to do that. If we are pessimistic, it's much more difficult to achieve the bounce back uh, that we need to, be, uh, to have a resilient organisation and a resilient life. So what is optimism? Uh, 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 well, much of that depends on you yourself. Um, luck is important in terms of optimism. But to be lucky, uh, in many, many instances, is not an accident at all. To be lucky, you need to be persistent. You need to practice what you do. You need to practice solutions. You need to stress test things. You need to stress test risks. You need to look at things and practice them. And you also need to take advantage of opportunities and chances that present themselves to you and not turn them down. Sometimes these chances will not work out. They will fail. And many of them will fail. But the one or two that turn up may open the big doors for you. So it's always really useful to look at luck in terms of the optimist. To be lucky, you must be persistent, you must practice things, and you must take advantage of your opportunities. So an optimist provides answers, helps to, ta to tackle challenges, listens to colleagues, responds positively, and also, very importantly, thanks people for their efforts on what they do. An, optimism, an optimist doesn't do everything by him or herself. An optimist seeks help where an optimist requires help. And that's particularly important in this complex world where not one person can solve all the problems that they are faced with. So optimists believe they can do things, however small, they can do things, what they do makes a difference, and they can always reach out for people to help them achieve their goals, aims and objectives. So you need to manage your virtual and, and, and actual world and try to avoid negativity. There's nothing worse than being around negative people because the negativity wears off on you and it brings your, brings your positivity down and encourages negativity in yourself 
and also impacts on the organization that you're with. If you believe and are convinced yourself that you will never achieve certain things, then you'll never achieve them. Now, what I'm saying is you may not achieve them, but you may achieve something which is pretty close to what you thought you could achieve. And that is the way that you should move forward. So if we want to be more resilient, we need to be more optimistic. I know that that optimism is a difficult concept to, to take, but let's believe that we can make a difference to the challenges we face both at individual and organisational level, however small they may be. If we make a difference, that will make us more optimistic and more resilient. It is a difficult task, but we can do it. Uh, op uh, you know, optimism can be learnt and we can succeed. Pessimism and disappointment are the enemies of resilience. But if we can minimise um, if we can minimize pessimism and disappointment in favour of optimism, in favour of greater resilience, we have a great opportunity to make ourselves and our organisations much more resilient. And that is what ultimately we are trying to aim for. Resilience being, being defined as an organisation being able to bounce back to state of equilibrium after experiencing shocks, disruptions and challenges that it hopefully should have been aware of and hopefully can cope with. Can we do this? Are we prepared for it? Have we got the mindset that we can actually do things that can make a difference and that can make our organisations and ourselves succeed? We may need to bounce back to a new state of equilibrium which reflects a new reality that we will face in the future. But are we prepared to do that? We need to be aware that, that of the new reality that we're in and we need to search for that and actually uh, adjust our new equi equilibrium to face the new realities we will have to contend with. The old steady state of reality may, may be inappropriate now. It may have been appropriate in earlier times, but we may need to look for a new equilibrium and bounce back to that new equilibrium after facing the risks and challenges that we need to contend with. But we can't achieve this as pessimists, as people believing that we can't make a difference, that nothing that we will do will change things, that nothing that we will do is important. We've got to believe as optimists that what we do can make a difference. And only by believing that we can make a difference can we be resilient, resilient op optimists, resilient in terms of ourselves as people and resilience in terms of our organisation as, as well. So what is, is it that we must aim for? Um, it's a story relating to our own personal resilience. It's a story we must follow. It's a story that we're, we need to try and be optimistic. We need to try and minimise disappointment and pessimism because an optimistic person is more resilient, lives longer and contributes more than a pessimist. 
And we are all looking for that particular key to open the door of resilience, both to ourselves and to our organization. So let's think optimistically. So this is Roman Hrushat for Grove Consulting, talking about trying to, to actually give a, a, a sort of a, a guidance on your own optimism and how that leads to stronger personal resilience, which indeed then feeds into the bigger resilience of your organisation. And that's hopefully what will make the organisation more resilient, starting with you as a person. We're not looking at the external effects on resilience in this podcast. We're looking at you as an individual person. So be positive, come up with solutions, not questions. Be persistent, keep trying, okay? And you will aim for that resilience both within yourself and within your organisations. Thank you very much. This is Roman Hrushat from Grove Consulting. It's Friday the 23rd of April. 2021. Let's keep trying for resilience. Let's keep fighting. Thank you.